This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we get a visit from the Tooth Fairy. Plus, Biz's bright idea is a failure. Teresa learns all kids need is a cardboard box and imagination to drive her nuts. And we talk to early childhood development expert and author, Dr. Gloria Walther. Woo! Nailed it. Nailed it. Show's over. <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. People just come for the woo. Yeah. You can the just come for the woo. You can feel out what's going on. You're doing a good job. Yeah. Goodbye. The end. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're coming for. That's like the fast food version of it is. One Bad Mother. I need one. Uh, I need a woo and yeah. a double side of I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Oh, and this is hard. And this is, and I need a diet. This is hard. <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm pretty good. Yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm recovering from this like weekend uh, play experience. It was kind of rainy this weekend yeah, in yeah. LA. And so we were inside a lot, and I had ordered some <laughs> diapers from Amazon, and right. they came in, like, the giant box, sure. you know, because it has to be big enough to fit a box of diapers inside this shipping box. Sure. So it's huge. And then I had unpacked the diapers, but I hadn't, like, broken down the box and put it outside in the recycling bin yet. Right. So obviously my kids wanted to play with it, and I was like, oh, okay, great. They can play with it for a little bit. Um, But... I was quickly reminded that the only, you know everybody do, everybody says this whole thing about like kids don't need fancy toys they just need a cardboard box oh yeah give them some scissors and a marker and they're yeah. gonna make a rocket ship It'll cardboard be great. box yeah they'll right. make all kinds of things out of it they'll play with it all day one yeah. cardboard box all day long okay <laughs> maybe it's the name of my company one cardboard box all day long <laughs> and there is some truth to that. Yeah. However, in my house, my three-year-old, almost three and a half-year-old, mm-hmm. his whole thing is and has always been yeah. that he just wants to dump a bunch of stuff into another thing. <laughs> so when he stuff into stuff. Yeah. So when he sees a cardboard box, all he wants to do yeah. is go around the house gathering up some of his favorite things and less favorite things. Sure. Doesn't really seem to matter what they are. Okay. And fill up the fucking box. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, he's totally into it. And he sort of is coming up with a bit of a story surrounding it as he's doing it. But the action is really just filling up the box with a bunch of different stuff. Sounds of relaxing. all sizes, okay? <laughs> so, and this drives me completely insane. <laughs> because all because he doesn't actually like play with the box. He's just filling up the He's box. He's just filling everything up. And then once it gets full, it just sits in my living room for like 2 weeks right. until I finally get around to like well, I could say having him help sure. me put everything away, but the reality is I'm just going to wait for everybody to go to bed, and put then I'm just going to like <laughs> pace around unpacking it. 
Um, and it was just so funny because, like, I've gotten so used to this dynamic that right. I actually tend to get rid of containers really fast before this can even happen <laughs> because it just drives me nuts. And um, but the, but over the weekend there wasn't really that much to do, and sure. like you know, Oscar's now playing with Simon more, and they were playing kind of nicely together with it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not gonna interrupt this, whatever they're playing. Um, but I I kept like I kept finding myself saying to Simon like putting limits on the number of toys like being like okay great so now you have like six things in there I think that's great why don't you guys play with the toys that are in there and play with the box (laughs) right because I don't really want to fill it up I was just uh, totally straight with him I don't really want you to just fill it up with a ton of stuff like that's a big job for me afterwards right and he's like little three-year-old with empathy yeah (laughs) so he's like okay yeah okay and then he's like and I'm just gonna, and like, he would just find ways as the hours ticked by of like, of like getting away with like putting more stuff in there. And then like, he ultimately was giving stuff to Oscar and Oscar was oh, putting yeah, it yeah. in there. And that was actually kind of cute. So I was allowing that to happen. He'd be like, Oscar. And then he'd be like, okay, just toss it in there. And Oscar would toss it in and he'd be like, great. And then he'd go get some more stuff. And I was like, that's kind of fucking adorable. So now... Okay. Now you've got a box full yeah, of shit. I've got a box full of shit. Well, this is like your version of the like, for some parents, there's the, you know, I just let my baby sit on the floor with a bag of flour right. and I can get all this stuff done. Right. But, you know, the end result is you have to clean, clean up, up the a, floor. a cl- yeah. kitchen yeah. full of flour, yeah. right? Or rice or like whatever. Yep. Uh, so this is your version of that. Yes. This is totally God. your version of that because see, there is a part of me that's like listening to you and I'm like, but isn't that just providing him, like, like with the entertainment outside of the, yeah. like, work it's going to be for you later? I know. Which is just well, that's, life It is now, just life. Which is just I mean, fucking depressing I did, life. Like, but, that's why ultimately it, it came there, to that. Right. Like, that's why ultimately it happened. Because I'm like, look, they're playing. Right. What am I going to do? Like, yeah. stop them from doing this? That's We're stupid. watching television yeah, right now. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, of course it's fine. But it's, it's just, just that, your... No, really. I'm talking about the giant I know. Giant it's box. Like, and it's like he'd emptied every puzzle into it. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, okay, it's like all right. everything. I mean, it's, yeah, I it's forgot everything. Three. I you forgot three. Saying? Yeah, yeah. I forgot the three thing where it's not like it's all these big toys. No. It's like taking a box of Legos and yeah. emptying them or puzzles yes. or like two puzzles, which is worse. This two is, puzzles this where you got to figure out which puzzles. puzzles. I'm telling you, it's yeah. six puzzles. It's, okay, that's And another. others. I mean, it's it really is going to take me a week. You're just going to throw those puzzles away, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they went. They went in the box. I'm just going to pack up the box, out. put some tape on it, yeah. and put, like, Santa's workshop and, like, <laughs> stick it out on my front stoop and, like, hope somebody comes and picks it up. Nice, nice. Well, that's frustrating. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's, it's fine. I know it's fine, you know? but it's still just, like... Uh, yeah, that's just what my life is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about you? How are yeah, you? Yeah, I don't want to talk about anybody. <laughs> I just don't. Like, they are, everybody's doing great. Oh, good. Yeah, everybody's doing great. I, great. I was having one of those weekends of just like, <sighs> yeah, like the sigh, the sigh that like echoed through the house as my mother went room to room. Yeah. We were growing up, like having to just like, what am I, you made? Like under her breath, you know? <laughs> um, that is, is sort of how I felt this weekend where I was just like, does mm-hmm. no one else see this giant pile mm-hmm. of this? Does no one see this? <laughs> um, so... Basically, I was a total pleasure to be around. Sounds awesome. Uh, it was great. <laughs> uh, actually, though, a big thing happened to us last week. Oh. Katie Bell 
lost her first tooth. Oh, my God. And we got a visit from the Tooth Fairy. Amazing. And that is what we are going to talk about today. Great. On the show. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. A quick warning about today's topic. Today, we are discussing the Tooth Fairy. As with all our shows, we recommend young listeners not listening. Teresa. Yes. We hit a major milestone. Uh Uh-huh. Katie Bell lost her first tooth. Congratulations. I'm just going to. Is that what I say? Yeah, I don't know what you say. The tooth theory is that losing teeth Mm -hmm. is the total opposite of teething. Because mm-hmm. you think about teething, like you have the baby, and it's like one of the top things in yeah. like the chapter three of like yeah. every book is here yeah. come the teeth, right? Yeah. Like every website, you are yeah. just program, and then you kind of stop reading books after like <laughs> after year yeah. two, maybe. Yeah, maybe you stop reading about childhood development. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you get like the letter from you know a website or something. What is that website? I'm yeah, baby you. center. Yeah, baby center, where it's like you, your child may be losing a tooth, yeah. or it's totally normal to not be losing a tooth. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so you just kind of don't think about it, and like all her kids, she's in kindergarten. She's five. Uh, you know, going on six, and everybody's just. You just go to school one day and, like, half the class has lost teeth. Yeah. And I just didn't know what to think about. I mean, I just, like, I was totally unprepared for lots of things that happened with the losing of this teeth. Uh So everybody's losing teeth at school. Okay. Uh, Cool. Yeah. And then. Is she talking about it? Yeah, she's talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's talking about, like, when am I going to lose teeth? And that's when you realize that other kids are losing them. Yeah. And uh, so one day, her bottom tooth is loose, Mm -hmm. and she's really excited about it. We're all really excited about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the first things that starts happening is Stefan and I uh, starting to make those ridiculous jokes about, like, what do you do? How do you get rid of your tooth? Do you Mm – what are Mm – when you had a loose Mm – tooth? what are your memories of having loose teeth? And do (laughs) you remember uh, how people – wanted to help you get rid of those teeth. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, I remember that so well. Okay. Eat an apple. Okay. Bite eat. into an apple. All right. That's good. Um, Tie a string around <laughs> your tooth. Tie it to a doorknob yeah. and slam, slam the, the door. door. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are the two big ones. But I will say, I remember both the thought, of, even when I had like a really yeah. loose tooth, the thought of either of those terrified me. I mean, oh, that was sure. like the worst. Like, of course you wanted your tooth to stop being loose or to come out. Yeah. You wanted to lose it, but you didn't want it to come out. Like you In didn't, a like, horrific way. Well, like... not in a horrific way, but even like, I don't know, there's something about my memory of it was like, I didn't have like big fear about it, but it just made me so uncomfortable to feel like my body was coming apart oh. in some way. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? So like interesting. Like that it was like, my, I felt so kind of like, um... Like infirm or something. Wow, you know what I mean? Like, that's cool. I mean, I mean, not cool. Like, I mean, it's yeah. just like I, I just like you have your teeth. Yeah, you feel like you can chew and eat and bite and whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden, you're like, 
you have to be careful and something could fall out and it kind of hurts. Yeah. And it's... Well, okay. So this is... All right. So I want to talk about that. Okay. Because, all right. So in, in our house, my sister and I were like, it was always like a sugar daddy or a bit of honey. I don't know if anybody remembers the bit of candy. honey candy. Oh. Like that taffy, any kind of taffy candy. Oh, taffy. You yeah, would just like yeah. go, you know, I can just remember being at the pool, <sighs> like at the community pool, yeah. just pulling teeth out was the big old thing of laffy yeah. taffy. Anyway, um, first off, okay, two things. One, do you, the tooth, the, the string around the yeah. tooth, do you know of anybody that ever that had, tried? Because. Or did it? I'm like joking yeah. with a friend of mine about that. Yeah. She just looks at me and she goes, My parents did it to me <gasps> twice. What? <laughs> it's just like, Oh, oh my God. God. I know. That is just, I you know, that's not like that's a joke. That comes from it like. It must come from something. But people, how would you even, the thing is, I remember seriously considering it as a kid oh, and being like, but how do you like? How did you even? Well, if you're already like, missing a tooth, I guess you can get a string. You around can get it. a string around it. But if you got one yes. next, I don't know. It seems really hard. I guess well, you have to use like your teeth are separating. I'm watching Katie Bell's teeth separate over the last couple of months. Huh. So as they get loose, yeah. they're not all like super Bunched close together. Yeah. They are spreading well, I out, like which baby, I didn't realize was a thing. Baby teeth are already kind of spread out. Elvis's are like, stuck together. They are? Yeah, his are oh. really close. Oh. But um, as she gets older, I mean, as she's entered this year, huh. I'm watching, because now I'm watching. Yeah. And you can really see them spreading out, like little gaps starting to happen as they work their way up mm. and move over. Okay, so pain. Yeah. I, again, there's no like... I just wasn't thinking about what losing teeth was going to mean. I don't yeah. remember there being painful, but Katie Bell starts complaining about pain when she's eating oh. and her tooth hurting. Was she saying it was loose? Before or it was loose, it was she starts saying that oh. it's hurting. And I was like, oh, my God, do we have a cavity? I mean, yeah. we are crazy brushers. Yeah. We brush her like yeah. a crazy person. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, is she, does she have a cavity? Is yeah. this, uh? And then we discover it's loose. And I remember we were at a friend of hers' house and I made a comment about the teething tablets for, like, Ellis. Mm -hmm. And the I was like, you know, I don't even know if they really work. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even know. And she yeah. goes, I think they do because, you know, my kid just lost, is, is losing her teeth. And when she complains about it hurting, I give her some of the tablets. And we rub them on her gums. And she says it makes them feel better. Aww. And I was like, oh. Again, I just never thought about the association nice. of yeah. pain right. with losing the teeth. But clearly that's a thing. It's a similar thing. Yeah, yeah. clearly that's a thing. And, uh, and okay, so the pain I never thought about. All Also, it becomes this compulsive thing for kids. I watched yeah, Katie Bell for the do. last, like, month. Yeah. With her finger in her mouth, just wiggle, wiggle, yeah. wiggle, 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 tooth. Wiggle, 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 tooth. Well, that's the other thing that they say to make it come out, of course, yeah, you right? Just wiggle, just wiggle it. it till it comes out. Oh, my out. God. Yeah. She wiggled it yeah. like a crazy okay, person. Okay, so you knew this was coming, though. Like, within the last few days, you were like, okay, she has a loose tooth. It's well, she, come and out. it's been loose for a while. So it's okay. been loose for, like, a couple of weeks. Okay. And she's been wiggling it. Yeah. And I, it totally grosses me out. Uh -huh. She's like, look at this. Yeah. And I'm like, I need you to stop showing me yeah. your tooth now. Yeah. Totally. Get your fingers out of your mouth. Get your fingers out of your mouth. Get your fingers out of your mouth. <laughs> Everyone, what, what am I, why am I sick? Get your fingers out of your mouth. <laughs> I also have no idea if there's like an order to losing teeth. Yeah. Like there is to getting teeth. Like I look yeah. at her classmates and they all are basically missing 
all the front teeth the front are just ones, gone. Yeah. Like the kids who've already lost like four or five, the two big ones, the yeah. like four on the bottom. Like yeah. so clearly it starts in the center. I guess it's just the opposite of yeah. how you got your teeth maybe. Well it's the same. So it just yeah, so yeah is yeah. there officially an order? Well, I'm I'm I assuming it's similar. Yeah. Because yeah, they start with like those same those front ones that are usually the first ones that babies get. Yeah. You know? So and that just sense. like shifts yeah. out. And but then how long does it take to for, it doesn't take very long for the new one to come in though. Sure, right? have it yet. I mean, some kids like, I've already started to notice. But then I started realizing like, oh my gosh, we're gonna eventually I am gonna have a kid sitting there without any front teeth in her head. No, because usually it starts they start coming in like right. Yeah, away, but not to right? like chew on. If you've got like like I'm looking at kids uh-huh. in her class who for at least two weeks uh-huh. have nothing. Okay. Right? Okay, yeah. So it's not like it's right. We we had one friend whose tooth was right there. Uh-huh. Katie Bell's got no sign of a tooth. Okay. Right? right. She just yeah, has so it's at gaping least hole. Be a couple weeks. Yeah. Gaping hole. Yeah. So, and for those who are losing multiple teeth at once, yeah. I'm like, are we about to? Because she now claims she's got two additional loose teeth. She's just in there at night, forcing them out. She's like, let's make this I'm happen. like, what are we doing? Having soup? Are we going to have, like, we eat all this well, food all can, the time? I mean, you use your back teeth to chew. Your front teeth are just for, like, biting into things. She'll be fine. True. Yeah. No, she's, she's just, five. She'll be fine. Everything is very dramatic. It is. In it terms is. of what we eat in the house oh, right okay. now. Oh, okay. All right. Um, all right. So then, okay. So we know it's loose. Mm-hmm. We know it's coming. I go pick her up from school on the Monday, the, I mean, the Tuesday, we're back at school mm-hmm. for the first time after the holidays. I go pick her up, and she kind of slowly starts coming towards me. It's just like chaos. There's parents, mm-hmm. and there's kids everywhere. And she goes, Mama, and she like smiles, and I see <gasps> that hole, and I shit you not, I almost start crying right Aww. there in the middle of the room. I, a friend of mine, my friend, yeah. with the rope around the tooth, <laughs> slamming uh-huh. the door. When her son had lost his tooth in yeah. my backyard at some point in time, uh-huh. and she was like, "Oh, I just cried," and he's like, "All grown up," and I was like, "What?" Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, you cried. I meant to say that, but I was just like, was like, I don't, in my head, I was like. Who cares? Yeah. You're just losing your tooth. Yeah. Who's keeping baby teeth? That's gross. Yeah, Who's doing we were this? talking we about that. We talked about that with like souvenirs, yeah. ba- baby, baby souvenirs. Yeah. I was like, who cares? I got so yeah. emotional. Yep. I just wanted to like put her in like a carrier and carry her yeah. around. And then we're walking out and she's like, the tooth fairy is coming tonight. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I don't have like a silver dollar i don't have like what are we oh, what are we giving yeah. her i don't know it's four o'clock in the afternoon i don't yeah. have time to go get something like what yeah. or do we even have a dollar bill in the house right now <laughs> like i'm like totally flipping out and this kid <laughs> this kid walking by says says uh i I've, I've had a visit from the tooth fairy i've lost my teeth and i was like all right well what did the tooth fairy bring you five bucks <gasps> and i was like dang you need to close your mouth yeah you just, i was like Five bucks. Yeah. And the mother kind of looks at me just like, oh, he asked around. And he goes, well, five bucks for the first tooth and a dollar for all teeth that come after. And oh I was just God. like, uh, uh-huh. I don't even yeah. like. I don't know. Know what to do. Yeah. Like, what would you give? What are you thinking about? I, I, I just know. basically didn't feel prepared in yeah. that moment. I realized I should have planned better. Like, had a stash of, like, I don't know, stuff from the tooth fairy or whatever. But, like. What are you guys thinking about giving? We have not. I mean, you're like two years down the road from this. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. What did you get? To me, What'd you what did get? I get? I remember getting coins. Like, a couple, Like maybe I got a silver dollar one yeah. time. Um, I remember getting, like, maybe four quarters or something. Like, coins were... Yeah. 
Which coins. is kind of funny because coins are not quiet the way a dollar bill would be quiet. But I yeah. think little kids like coins and parents like getting rid of coins. <laughs> here's, here's, here's a roll of pennies. You know, but they see, I remember as a, a little Ziploc kid, bag of I, pennies. En- I like enjoyed coins yeah. as a little kid because yeah. they just seemed like treasure kind right. of. So, yeah, yeah th- that's what I remember. Do you, was it always under your pillow? Where'd you put your tooth? It was under my pillow, yeah. And you never, like you just woke up. Yep. And there was magically a coin under there. Did yeah. you have like a special thing for your tooth? What do you mean a like special thing? Like a pillow, thing? like a special. Like put it in something? Like you put it like in a tooth. I mean, sometimes there question. are tooth fairy pillows. You yeah, know what no, I mean? we didn't or, like, have anything like that. I think I just like shoved it under my pillow. But maybe you would think we would have had to put it like in something so it wouldn't just get envelope. lost. Well, that was just is. I'm trying to remember. Maybe an I, envelope. I feel like I shoved it under a pillow. Loose. I feel like I did too. I don't know. I was How a pretty my good. Parents dig I was around. a good sleeper. I was yeah. just like, all right, and just went to sleep. I don't think it was like a problem. <laughs> well, like I made Stefan do it. I was like, you gotta go in there and do this. You made the stuff. I did. I was like, I just, I can't. It's a. I need to go to bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm really tired. Yeah. And I don't. If we go in at four, th- none of us want to wake up no. at four or five in the morning to go in and do this. Yeah. So it's got to be before you go to bed. Uh, and she, her grandparents had given her like a little tooth pillow. Yeah. Oh. Like you put it in the, put it in there. Yeah. But that actually is almost a little more complicated because you got to get this whole pillow out. Yeah. Open it up. So is the, the pillow itself under her pillow? Yeah. Oh, geez. and I was like, it had a strap to put on the corner of the yeah. bed, but she's like, no, no, it has to. Be it goes under, under the pillow. pillow. Oh god. Okay. So I don't know how Stefan did it, but like right. I, I actually wound up like in my panic of what am I giving her? Yeah. Uh, I was like, you know, I'd love to do the silver dollar. Yeah. That's cool. That's fun. It's yeah. fun. Uh, but we didn't have that. Yeah. And I didn't want to do like fifty cents <laughs> right. for some reason. I was just like, I don't know. It's yeah. inflation. 50 cents? Like, what's yeah. 50? You know, a dollar seems okay. Yeah. So I rolled, <laughs> rolled it up until it looks like a cocaine dollar. Oh the dolly God. rolled it up and put a ribbon around it. I don't yeah. know why I felt like it needed to be fancy. Special, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Now I've had to take that ribbon and hide it somewhere. Right. Forever because right. I'm a complete idiot. Right. Uh, as opposed to just being like... It's just a rolled up dollar. Right. No, no. All ribbon that looks even remotely like it now has to be tucked, crammed in the back of a drawer. Great. Uh, and then I was like, we're driving home and she's talking about the $5. And she's, I was like, well, what um, else did your friends get? Like, yeah. Um, well, so-and-so, the tooth fairy brought her a toy. I'm like, a toy? Yeah. What is this? So I came up with this story, which is, you know, a lot of kids are losing teeth, right? Yeah. Right. There's, it, there's. My guess is there's not, like, one tooth fairy. There's probably a lot of tooth fairies covering different areas. Totally. That makes perfect sense. Of the neighborhood yeah. and the city and the state and yeah. the world. She's like, oh, yeah. And they probably, each one, kind of have their own special thing. They Like, you never know yeah. who your tooth fairy is yeah. for that tooth. Yeah. So, like, one, one tooth fairy may be the $5 giver. One may be the toy giver. One may be the dollar giver. She seems to really buy into this story. Uh-huh. So, like, next time, maybe it'll be, like, stickers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or, because, I mean, she's five. Money to her is the same thing as getting a sticker. Yeah. Right? Like, she just carries it around yeah. and sticks it somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I just felt unprepared. Yeah. I also That's have, okay. Yeah. I also have no idea where the tooth is because Stefan did it and I forgot to ask. Which oh. is a classic example of, like, for people who are like, you live together. You should know what each other are doing all the time. I have no. I have yet what to ask. What if he threw it away? I know. Oh I don't God. know. So we're, I'm actually having this conversation now live on air. Okay. What, <laughs> Stephanie, what you do with what the tooth? What did you do with the tooth? Remind me to ask you later. Yeah. Like what you did with the tooth. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, are you? Do you have any 
future thoughts? Yeah, or do you have questions I mean, about losing no, teeth? Well, um, uh, <laughs> no, I think the the closest we've come is he was Simon was watching an episode of Yo Gabba Gabba uh-huh. a few weeks ago, and there's one where Muno That's, loses a tooth. Yes. And Simon was just like, what the H-E double hockey stick yeah. is going on oh, in really? this TV show. Like, he was just like, and he goes, am I going to lose my teeth? And I'm all, well, yeah, but not till you're like five or six. And he goes, I don't want to lose my teeth. <laughs> and I was like, I know, it seems really weird. Yeah. It totally seems weird. But you know what? It's not going to happen until you're five or six. You're only three right now. Right. You have like a long time before you're going to actually lose your teeth. And it happens to everyone. It happened yeah. to me and it's going to be totally fine. But it's funny because... Again, I think this is like something, part of why it's kind of a big deal to kids is that it's suddenly, it's like my body is not like what I trust it to be all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, again, but I never, because I I haven't even been like with Katie Bell, I haven't even been like emotionally, how do you feel about losing your teeth? For her, it's just like, I'm getting a a big teeth. I'm getting an adult teeth. It probably is just both. everything else. It depends on the person. But like, I think Simon was definitely just like, what? Like it was blowing his mind. Yeah. And, um, And so he has brought it up. Like multiple times. Oh, since really? Then. Yeah. Like he'll and he'll bring it up with, almost with like a smile on his face, like he wants to just hear me say it again. Like he'll go like, <laughs> I, he'll go like, "Am I gonna lose my teeth?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and um, so not we, unless you if you don't yeah. brush, you will. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's just something to look forward to. But it's it, the funny thing is, is it is a lot like teething because yeah. I think. It's like, you know, the feeling that the feeling I have right now with Oscar, I think Ellis is a little bit ahead with getting oh, more teeth. Oh, God, he's got almost Oscar all Oscar doesn't teeth. have, like, any teeth. He has, like, four on top mm. and two on the bottom. We have so many more to go. And the feeling wow. of, like, oh, my God, we have so many, many more yeah. teeth to get through until we're there. Yeah. And, like, um, I think it's a similar feeling, at least what I remember, when you start losing teeth at age five, it's like it takes years to kind of like lose all of them and get the new ones yeah. and like have the new ones grow in and like each one is a different thing and every time you have to kind of like adjust to where you're chewing your where food you're chewing that your week fish. she has like, the little weird whistles yes <laughs> it's like it's like everything is kind of in flux during yeah. that time like you just like aren't <laughs> like it's really something to like kind of get through I feel like our bodies are both amazing and totally disgusting yeah. <laughs> Oh, Welcome to life, children. <laughs> you haven't even hit puberty yet. Won't that be oh a blast? Hey, this is Pop Rocket. We're your source for all pop culture information. It's an intellectual and incredibly snark-filled discussion about pop culture by five cranky Hollywood 30-somethings. No name-calling, no rudeness, just straight talk and a lot of role-play. I'm only 30-something for another year. Me too. And I don't (laughs) tell anybody I'm 30-something. Pop Rocket comes out every week from MaximumFun.org. 
Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. What do you have <laughs> for me this week? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Baby steps. It's all about baby steps. Oh, is yours taking steps? No. It's just... Because <laughs> mine's not. It's just <laughs> baby steps to someday having, like, a really good genius moment. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but I did do something that I felt good about this week, which was that I cleared out like seven bags Ooh. of clothes. Wow. Like baby clothes. Baby clothes. And just like a pile of books that I hate. Well, technically there's a box of toys just waiting to be I taken know. out. Thanks to Simon. I know. But I really, I mean, I really, it, it was a huge job because I had huge. to like actually go through stuff and decide like which things I wanted to save right. and like which stuff I never wanted to see again. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, it took a, almost a day to do it, but I did it. That's a good and job. It's a good feeling. That is a good feeling. Yeah. It is very hard to purge. Uh, it's very easy to be like, put it in a pile, put it in a pile, put it in a pile, or just ignore it. That's good. Good job. Thank you. Good job. Thanks. How about you? Uh, There is a drawer in our kitchen. Nothing has got a safety lock on it yet. Uh. (laughs) There is a drawer in the kitchen um, that is filled with, like, you know, sippy cups and, Mm -hmm. like, whatever. And Ellis likes to pull it out and take all the sippy cups out. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Great. Great. But it's a big, long drawer that... You know, he'll just slide back oh. and slam it. So I took a big kitchen ladle mm-hmm. and just jammed it down in the back of the uh, drawer mm. so it doesn't slide. Yeah. So he can, I don't, I mean, so I'm, can just reach I'm standing there next to him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, usually I have to like have a foot on it or like a hand uh-huh. on it to keep it from sliding. Yeah. But this, it wiggles a little bit, but there's no risk of it like shooting out from yeah. underneath him yeah. or pinching his fingers oh, or any good. of that. And I was like, eh, spoon in a drawer. That's great. Perfect. Good Genius. Job. Yeah. Hi, I'm calling with a genius moment. I can't believe it. Never <laughs> thought I'd say those words. Um, my son is two and a half, and he's, you know, the kind of kid that you see the mother with this child, and you think to yourself, I'm so glad it's not my kid, because he <laughs> is just a destructor. Just, he won't sit still for anything, for any time, any moment, unless he's digging in dirt or filth or taking cigarette butts out of the sewer in the playground. Um, I love him dearly. He is just about eight handfuls. Anyway, um, he has two splinters, and um, so I think to myself, well, he's obviously going to become infected and um, lose his arm because there's no way I'm going to be able to get splinters out of this child. And um, I tried, I can't even take a splinter out of myself. I took one, tried to get one out of my husband's hand once, and I almost killed him. But um, anyway, so I'm, you know, my son is washing his hands, and he's splashing, and he's, um, you know, making a giant mess. And I think to myself, I've got to try. I've got to try to take splinters out of his mother. That's what your mother does. She takes out your splinters. And um, he was so into the water that I got two splinters out of my two-and-a-half-year-old's hand. This is a child who I can't remember the last time I properly washed his hands. <laughs> I mean, his hair. Um, and 
I did it. His splinters are gone. And he um, didn't even notice. And I tweezed him out. I didn't even have to bring him to the doctor, which is what I thought I was going to have to do. I did it. Yay me. Bye-bye. Yay, that's yeah. Awesome. That's great. I Good like that. Job. That's one of those ones where there's not actually there's, there's a trick to it. There's an, um, there's no trick yeah. to that. There's, this it's is just, you will never be able yeah. to repeat this yeah. ever. She mommed up. But you mommed up and you did it. Yeah. By the way, I have never taken a splinter out of Katie Bell's hands. I just remember really? my own mother's words of it'll fester out. <laughs> uh-huh. And it Whoa. always does. It just it, it always comes, ca- out. It comes out. If it uh-huh. needs to come out, it comes out, right? Wow. Otherwise, it just disappears into your body like a million other things. Whoa. And she could never, I could never get her uh-huh. still to, to take it out. It. I mean, yeah. it was one of those things where, like, you have to sit on them while they scream right. and rip it out. Yeah. And I was just like, eh, screw yeah. it. Yeah. It'll fester out. Uh-huh. And, um, which is a totally disgusting term. But good job. Yeah, that's good awesome. job. Yeah. That's great. Failures. 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 <laughs> Teresa? Mm-hmm. I need you to fail me. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. I've got a few, but I'll just <laughs> pick one. <laughs> um, I was, uh, I took Oscar with me to drop Simon off at preschool the other day, and then after we dropped Simon off, I thought, let's go for a little walk in this neighborhood, because nice. we don't usually do that. Yeah. So, and Oscar's just trucking along now and really likes walking, and there was a nice big sidewalk, and he's walking along, and I'm just following him, and there was an apartment building that had one of those, like, um, security alarm signs in mm-hmm. front of it that, I don't know, I feel like Southern California is really big on these, like, yeah. so- security alarm system company signs, and I feel like there's a lot of places where they don't see them, but they're, it's like a metal sign that like sticks out of the dirt in yeah. front of a house or apartment building showing like this place has security. Right. And so there's a metal sign and Oscar's immediately attracted to it because it's like <laughs> just his height exactly. Right. And it's like bright red. And um, so he comes over to it and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to be okay for him to like touch, you know? <laughs> and... He just starts kind of like touching it and like banging his hand on the front of it. And it's kind of like wobbling back and forth, which I think was like really satisfying. So he kind of kept doing it. And I'm watching him. I'm right there, you know, and he's doing fine. I'm like, this looks totally fine. I guess it's okay. And then he's kind of like playing with it some more. And I'm like, are the sides kind of rough? I don't know. He's still (laughs) playing. I think this is okay. And then I notice his knuckle is like bleeding (gasps) like the one of the sides was like sharp like the metal was really sharp and his knuckles just bleed like it was like bloody knuckles on my one-year-old like what (laughs) and so and of course like we're on a walk so I don't have anything so I'm like trying to suck on it like to try to like (laughs) disinfect it (laughs) and he's good he doesn't he acted like he did not even know that it was there but I still just it was just felt like a complete fail That is horrible. That is horrible. All right. You'll like this. Okay. You'll like this. Okay. So it's been a long week. It's our return week. Mm-hmm. Everybody after Christmas break gets to return to some activity. Right. I'm returning. You know, Katie Bell's returning to school. Stefan is returning to his office. I'm returning to nothing. Yeah. I am still in a house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still losing my mind. Fewer people to look at. I just have fewer people like to look at and talk to. So uh, (laughs) feeling that this week, kind of a long week, Uh and it's like day three, Mm -hmm. and I it's 
I get Ellis to bed, mm-hmm. and he conks out to sleep for the night. Uh, cook dinner. You know, like, we've gone through the whole evening, and, like, Katie Bell's going to— or Stefan's putting Katie Bell down to sleep, like, two hours after Ellis has gone to bed. And Ellis wakes up crying, which he sometimes does, and he mm-hmm. usually just goes back to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that sounds different. Mm-hmm. That is a different kind of cry. What? Mm-hmm. Did he poop? Has he pooped? Mm-hmm. And I, it goes a little bit longer, and I'm like, okay, I, I re- my instinct mm-hmm. is I should go in and check. Yeah. I've let this go long yeah. enough. I go in. All the lights are on in his room. <gasps> He's just looking at me like, Mama, what? Because he can go back the to fuck? sleep, yeah. right? He, I mean, I, I really, what? my thought was, my thought was, who came in here and turned yeah. these lights on? I just had not turned them off when I left because it was like, because oh, he goes to bed at like 5.30. Yeah, so it was light so, out and, anyway. And because the time's starting to shift, it was just like just enough light and Katie Bell's light out. Was, all the doors oh, are always open when I put them oh, to bed. I felt oh. the poor baby was so confused. So like I sat there and what, what is a nice turnabout is that, you know, a couple of months ago, I was like, I'll never be able to comfort him. And I actually could just hold him and sing uh-huh. and rub his back and then put him down and rub his back and yeah. he went back to sleep. Okay. But like, I got back on the couch uh-huh. and I was like, oh, my God. my poor baby, my poor baby. Ooh, so what an asshole. Though. He's completely fine, but that's why it's so funny. I know. He's like, what the He's hell? like, he the is. He was just like, like, I'm supposed to, I know how to go back to sleep, but I can't do it. What time is it? Oh, and he was just like, you are the worst. That's what he said to me. You are the worst mother. Hi, guys. I have a fail for you. It's actually my husband, I think. Anyway, the other night, um, I was working with a photographer, and this is the craziest time of year for photographers. And um, I'm in my office, locked in there, hiding from my children. (laughs) And my husband did dinner and bath time and after bath time I heard some commotion so I went in there to help um get the girls ready for bed they're two and a half um so while they're getting ready for bed I'm brushing one of them's hair um and she turns around and climbed in my lap because I'm sitting in the rocking chair and when she does she sneezes huge sneeze and an entire noodle came out of her nose. It had been at least an hour since she'd had dinner. And I freaked out, of course. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and Chris, my husband, looked at me, and he, he said, is it a noodle? <laughs> he knew. He knew it was a noodle without even seeing her. Her back was to him. He knew a noodle came out of her nose. And I was like, yeah? Well, how did you know that? And he said, well, I saw her shoving something up her nose while she was eating, and I just assumed that's what it was. Am I the only person in the world that thinks he should have, like, stopped and said, okay, she's shoving something up her nose. I should probably take it out. I should probably find out what it is. It could have been anything. (sighs) Okay. That's all. My child sneezed a noodle. Thanks for everything, guys. Y'all are awesome. Uh, that, was, that was worth it just for the amazing. epic sigh. Yeah. The epic mother sigh yeah. that just came out of her mouth. And no, it's totally your husband's fail. Yeah. Thank you for calling and reporting that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love, I just, you know, that's the second noodle uh-huh. incident we've had recently on our Facebook page. Uh-huh. Somebody recently posted their genius moment was taking the little nose Frida, what we call the snot oh, sucker, yeah. and just sucking suck a, noodle a noodle out of her kid's nose. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Why oh. are kids 
putting, putting noodles, noodles in, in their nose. nose. I don't know, mm. but I will say that I, the the other thing I love about that call <laughs> is just the banality of parenting life. Right? right? Just like, yeah, I just... Like, no one's writing a book no. of shoving noodles up there. And there's no. always these, like, epic books of, like, you know, huge triumphs and huge... Yeah. Guys, eh, 90% of the time, somebody's just shoving a noodle up there. Yep. And sneezing it out. And sneezing <laughs> it out. Uh, well, you and your whole family are doing horrible. <laughs> just your husband's doing horrible. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you When I have a problem I call you on the phone I love you, I love you Teresa? Yes? This week, I think we need some serious help. Me too. I think we need to call a doctor this week. Ooh. I know. know. It's it's an emergency, a parenting (laughs) emergency. Uh, This week, we are calling Dr. Gloria Walther, who has a PhD in early childhood development and an MA in family life development. In addition to running her own preschool for, I believe it's almost if not over 40 years, uh, the Walther School. She recently released a four-volume series on connecting with children called Eye to Eye, the handbook on lovingly and successfully parenting your three- to five-year-old child, the handbook that didn't come with them. I emphasize three to five because those are the ages of Teresa and my children. (laughs) Welcome, Dr. (laughs) Walther, to the show. Oh, thank you so much. What a lovely introduction, and I really appreciate being here with you today. Well, we are so happy to have you here. What we'd like to do is start with the question we always ask our guests, and that is, who lives in your house? With me, uh, myself, and my sweetheart, um, Sue Lickman, who's a co-author of the books with me. He actually is a listener, so I would tell stories of what happened at school and how I handled them, and he would look at me and say, Gosh, you need to tell people about this because <laughs> that really works, you know. And it's—I uh, I just have this style of honoring and respecting. I'm—I'm I'm basically in awe of three-year-olds and four-year-olds, and I just feel like they have done so much to figure out the world. I mean, between decoding the language and learning to walk and run and and think and feel and, and express themselves, it's phenomenal. Actually, what happens in the first three years of life. So I'm basically sitting there going, wow, I have done nothing in the last three years that compares (laughs) to what you have done. Isn't that true? It, that is such an interesting way of looking at little kids. It really, it's it's very refreshing to think about it that way. Yeah, I think it's very easy when you are surrounded by, and again, just so that you have some history, and we always joke that, heaven forbid, we have a new listener today <laughs> this far along uh, in the story, as it were. Uh, I have a five-year-old daughter who's in kindergarten, and I have a one-year-old son, and Teresa has... Yeah, I have a almost three-and-a-half-year-old boy who's in preschool and a one-year-old boy. Uh, so to hear you describe... Uh, three to five-year-olds like that uh, when you are living with said three to five-year-olds. <laughs> it's sometimes, I would say that's probably one of my hardest things as a parent is to remind myself that they are, that they are three to five, that they, yeah. that they are trying to put all, they have so much they have to put together in such a short period of time 
And sometimes my expectations are so much bigger than they should be uh, for them. And so it's so refreshing to hear that. And it and you've managed to say that in a way that doesn't make me feel like I'm doing a horrible job. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. I think that when, you, when you're in this situation, I think it's, it's trial by fire in a way. Isn't it? It's like things are coming at you rapidly. So it's react, react, react. But... When you have a chance to sit down and discuss ideas and ways of handling things and what will I do the next time, I'm going to try this, then you're sort of prepared. You sort of have strategies uh, for coping with some of their their uh, individualness that they are <laughs> presenting to you. <laughs> I, just, I would like to say how patient you sound. And <laughs> I, I must say that as I watched... Katie Bell, I put Katie Bell, uh, my oldest, my daughter, in preschool when she was three. I would say I was about two weeks in, and I had taken Katie Bell to school, to preschool, and I'm watching, there were like four teachers in the classroom, and they know all the kids' names, like within, on the first day, they know all the kids' names, which is, I barely can do that with two other people. (laughs) And I'm watching one kid who's having super serious uh, separation issues. He's like throwing a fit on the floor. You've got other kids running around like crazy people. You've got some kids playing totally quiet. It was just like this like total chaos thing happening. And I'm just watching these teachers be so patient and so kind and so... Calm. Calm. Yeah. And and I and I just was like, and I, I really try to make an effort to be like, thank you so yeah. much. But like yeah. where I please speak for teachers everywhere. <laughs> where do you get the Zen? How do you find that place? Because, you know, I I know it's not every teacher, and I know that's not the case at every school. And I and I know that it's gotta be so hard. Because they're not I'll, just like magic people. Basically. Yeah, you're not magic. Like, they're yeah. not. They're not just like special magic. I mean, they are in some way, but like, but like, I think that's kind of a cop out on our part as yeah. moms to be like, they're just. I don't know how they do it. I right. mean, there is something. It's a learned skill and ability that is. Yeah, special. yeah. And how do you? How are you doing that? Because I have two in my house, and I'm ready to literally walk out the door <laughs> and just sit in my car and turn the music up really loud and, and possibly drive away. Uh, on many oh my pages. gosh! Oh, I love them. I'll always come back. Um, <laughs> but, but like with 20 kids or yeah. 19 kids or even 10 kids, please, please. Tell me, where, what is the what is what is your magical skill? I'll call, if you tell me it's magic, I'll believe you. What you? you are so awesome. I, I just love your whole like energy and <laughs> and the children that you have that are your you have birthdays. Uh, Katie Bell, what's the other one's name? Katie Bell and Ellis Gustav. <laughs> Ellis what? Gustav. It's his sweet side. Just stick with Ellis. I'll just stick so with Ellis. Fine, fine. <laughs> well, they must. Just wake up with joy and imagining you interacting with them. You could call it joy. Some some call it joy. I'm going to call it joy. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I just am relishing. I am sitting and I am very calm. But I, I am calm because if I'm calm, it helps the children move towards calmness. Whereas if I get excited and, and start acting, you know, like a fish on a boat, you know, just yeah. hanging out, um, then they're, that's going to exacerbate all of their frustration, all of their feelings. So that if I remain calm, they can go from 
from being frustrated or upset to wards calmness. And what happens typically for me is I'm just so intrigued by things that they do and say. For example, if there's a conflict, then I'm all about, I love conflict. I think it's the greatest because <laughs> if there's a conflict, then you get to figure out a solution. I'm a big solution-oriented person. So I've got a child here who's crying. I've got another one who's got a toy that they've just taken. And I go, oh, gosh, what happened before these tears came on her face? And the and the other child will say, uh, let's say it's Katie Bell and Ellis. Let's say Katie Bell's crying and Ellis has the toy. And even though he's one, we're, we're going to give him language if that's okay with you, Biz. That's fine. Please, please. <laughs> Okay. So then um, I look at Ellis and I go, what, what happened? Why are these tears on her face? And then as a speaker, he would say, I took her toy. That she, I took the toy that she was playing with. And I said, well, would you like to have the toy to play with without the tears on her face? Let's go back and see what happened. If we can figure out a solution so that she has a toy that she's playing with and you have a toy that you're playing with, let's figure this out. Does anybody here have a solution? for this problem, and the other children will gather, and they'll say, what if he gives it back to her and says, may I please have it when you're finished? And Ellis goes, gosh, you know, he's, I know he's one, Biz, I understand that, but at no, three he's a or genius. four... He's, he's a genius, advanced. don't worry, he's course, super advanced, right? don't worry. Okay. So <laughs> then he would understand, typically at three is when it kicks in, that's why I teach preschool, <laughs> the logic is So... They're two, they're going to fight, and they're going to, it's me, mine, and now, and that's most appropriate for a two-year-old. But at three, something happens with mm. their logic where they go, of course you can have it when I'm finished. I'll be finished with it. So the language in my school is, uh, say Ellis wants Katie Bell's ball, uh, the ball she's playing with, and Ellis would say, Katie Bell, may I please have that ball when you're finished with it? Well, Katie Bell's going to look at him and say, well, of course you can. I'll be finished with it. And so now Ellis can go and ride a bike or go on the swing or climb on the climbing structure. And it's up to Katie Bell to find him when she's finished with that ball and say, Ellis, here's the ball. I'm finished with it. Now, that sounds kind of magical in a way, but the truth is there are 21 children in my school in the morning and a different 21 children in my school in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. and they can all ask nicely for a toy. So when they ask nicely, and the other child um, is still playing with the ball, so Katie Bell's still playing with the ball, she finishes the ball. If she drops it and walks away, then the teacher's there to go, oh, Katie Bell, who did you promise the ball to? And she goes, oh, oh, I promised it to Ellis. So then she'll take it over to Ellis and offer the ball to Ellis at that time. But what happens after over a, a period of, a very short period of time, is the children understand that their wishes are respected and honored that they can have anything they want, but they have to exhibit some patience and wait till someone's finished with it. And then they have to be responsible and be the one who takes the toy to the other child. And this works. <laughs> it, just, oh. it just does. It's, you know, <laughs> it, 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 well, I just want to say, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, and this is actually going to lead to one of my first real questions, like, uh, help me. Uh, but... It, as a parent, I know that I want to give my child these skills. And mm-hmm. But what I have been learning is that a lot of it is a lot of patience and repetition on my part. And 
that can be incredibly hard to do. But even if you did, even if you did it like fifty percent of the time, and the other times you just like let them figure it out, right? I feel like that's still something because it's you the know? letting them figure it out. And I think that's what leads me to my next question, or my first real question, and that is, okay, independence. All right, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. do we foster independence in our children while simultaneously? <laughs> needing them to listen to us and abide by certain rules for their safety. There's this level of, I want her to have this independence. I want her to have, to be able to be capable of things. And and possibly you're just going to say, Elizabeth, you need to shut your mouth and let your child do it, which very well is a fair answer. But, but how do we, how do we do that? Let's start with safety. And with the children in my school, I will, I will, um, They'll be doing something in the backyard. Let's say we're all in the backyard, and I'll I'll call a child and I'll say, um, "Lisa, come here, please." And if Lisa doesn't come to me, I don't say, "Lisa, Lisa, 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 Lisa," and start screaming louder and louder. I go up and I take Lisa's hand and I bring her over to where I was, and I say, "Lisa, I I know that you heard me call you, but you didn't answer." And I said, "Let me tell you why, if I may. Let me tell you why I need you to really listen." when I call your name. And that is, let me show you something. Can I can I lift you up? And I'll say, and say sure. So I lift them up and I go, merely the fact that I am taller than you, I can see all the way to the back of the yard. When I'm down here at your level, look, we're down here now, I can only see this far. But when I stand up, because of, simply because I'm tall, I can see danger. I can see danger coming our way. And if I say, Lisa, and you don't come, there might be harm to you, and that's not okay with me. So, in the future, when I call your name, will you please come? And listen, I promise I will not say Lisa, 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 and if I really, really need you, I will call you only when I truly need you to come that minute. I'm not going to call you five minutes before. I'm not going to call you 17 times. I'm just going to say Lisa. Will you please, the next time I call you, will you please respond? And every child I've had over the 40 years, understands that I'm only trying to help them be safe. And so the, the the showing them the reason and explaining why and explaining the behavior, then they are on board with me to keep them safe. And I would go further. I'll say, your mom and your dad chose this school because they trust me to keep you safe. And that's my job. And I, if I were a parent, I would say to my child, I'm here to protect you from the harm. And when I see this or that... Sometimes I'm just going to be kind of worried about your safety, and I might shout. I might grab you. I might, in order to protect you from harm, I might do something quickly or loudly. But I need you to know that my primary job is to keep you safe. And now, should we go to the independence thing? Yes. I'm like, again, I'm just like, oh, give them power and resources. Fascinating. That's... Why doesn't my five-year-old understand my sarcasm yet? It's not It's not working. Oh. I know Teresa is actually, last week yeah, we I did have... a show on 
on lying, kids lying, not us lying. We've already done that show. Uh, but three, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we we were talking about my almost three and a half year old Simon um, has just started sort of testing the waters with telling me lies, basically, you know, little lies like, oh, daddy said I could have that or, oh, yes, I already washed my hands or, oh, my brother just fell on his own. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and we our our discussion last week was kind of interesting because what we discovered talking about it was that you know Biz was very pro like you need to talk to him about this and like tell him that like lying is not okay and I just had this very intense um, like discomfort with even like saying you're lying to my three and a half year old like it just <laughs> felt like too harsh and that like his perception of reality may not be developed to the point where it's really like fair to like accuse him of lying but rather I don't know I want like a gentler approach but I also don't want to just be um avoiding a situation like I want Mm. to actually be helping him and um and you know making this concept of like being truthful makes sense to him and having a good foundation for that. Um, but I, I would love any advice you have about how to go about that for that, that age level. Yes. What's Simon's brother's name? Oscar. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> you guys are the cutest name for your kids. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm lying. Okay. So normally when a child is lying, typically, um, they just wish they hadn't pushed their brother over, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So to me, it's, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I can imagine that he probably did it. So when he comes over and says that Oscar fell down by himself, I didn't push him. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much a, a um, voluntary telling you that yeah. I actually pushed him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I would look at him and I would just lovingly take his hands and say, oh, did you accidentally push him or did you accidentally, you know, was it an accident? Because there's a very, very big difference between pushing on purpose and an accident. And are you telling me that you, you pushed him and you wish you hadn't? Um, there's lots of ways of, I, I agree with you, actually. I think that cold, you're a liar. Uh, it's probably not appropriate. <laughs> oh, oops. Oops, everybody. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, wouldn't be go- I wouldn't be going there, but I would be saying to you, do you wish you hadn't pushed him? Mm. Is that what you're saying to me? But I'm not really loving coming into my arms. Are you saying you did something you wish you hadn't done? Because, you know what? Sometimes we make mistakes. And I want you next time, I want you to think, should I push him or should I not push him? And think about it and make a decision. And then we'll talk about whether it was an accident or you did something on purpose. And then we'll talk about consequences for things that you do that are for purpose. You know, you, you intentionally push your brother over. Then you and I can have a conversation about an appropriate consequence for pushing your brother down. So I get into the uh, consequence uh, deal with with children. I don't go. To, I don't negotiate with them. I get into the consequences. So let me give you an example, if I may, from my school. Is um, so there's a child in the sandbox, and we say the first time a child throws sand, we say, "Oh gosh, are you okay? And are your, are your friends okay?" And if they are, then we say, did you do it on purpose or was it an accident? And the three-year-old will normally look at you and say, you know, I did it on purpose. <laughs> and so and so they, they do. They just say, I did it on purpose. And then you say, uh, I need to tell you the consequence for throwing sand on purpose. And that is 
we have we will ask you to get out of the sandbox and not throw the sand anymore. Because if you throw sand, would you like sand in your hair? And they go, no. And would you like sand in your eyes? No. Would you like sand in your mouth? No. Would you like it in your ears? No. Well, neither does your friend. <laughs> and my job is to keep the sand on the ground. And so if you can help me, you get to play in the sandbox. But if you pick up sand and on purpose you throw the sand, then you're telling me, with the clearest you can possibly tell me, you're saying to me, get me out of the sandbox. I can't control myself today. So I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to get you out of the sandbox. So anytime a child throws sand at the school, we ask, number one, are you okay? Number two, was it on purpose or accident? If it's an accident, we'll say, oh, I see when you stood up, it just got onto your friend. What can you do the next time so that when you stand up, it doesn't get on your friend? Then a child, a three-year-old, will look at me and say, well, I can move over first before I stand up. And I go, look at him and, and tell him, uh, if you'll do that the next time, tell him and, and reassure him that the next time you're not going to just stand up next to him where the sand might fly on him. You're going to actually move away from him and stand up. And then the children become trusting each other and become friends again, arm in arm. So the child who throws the sand the second time or the third time on purpose I'll just look at them and I go, was it on purpose or accident? They go, on purpose. And then I'll say, what do you need to do? I don't say the consequence. They know the consequences. So what do you need to do? Which is another way of respecting them. And I'll say, I won't do it again. And I'll go, I know. You won't be in the sandbox. <laughs> you know? So then they go, yeah, but I really won't do it again. I go, I know you really won't because you won't be in the sandbox. <laughs> And they they want to do the negotiation. They go right to the negotiation. There must be born with that negotiation. Thanks, yes. Yeah. Negotiation, right? Yep. And so I say to it, so I just go, yes, I know that you won't throw it again because you won't be in the sandbox. Oh, but you can be in the sandbox tomorrow because that's a whole new day. And so then if they don't move, if they don't step out on their own, then I go, do you need me to help you get out of the sandbox? <laughs> That's so and genius. You like this? You like this? This whole thing, I'm just like, thank God I'm getting this recorded. <laughs> <laughs> we can like so listen to this over help. and over in the car. Oh, no. oh, I think, but do you need to help get out of the sandbox or can you get out on your own? And then they'll still maybe take a step or maybe they won't. And, and I go, I see you need help. I will lift you out of the sandbox. But, I, you know, if you prefer to walk yourself, you may. But then I give them a second if they don't get out of the sandbox and I'll go, I'm just going to help you out here because you've told me very clearly that you can't handle yourself. You can't behave in the sandbox in a safe way. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And then if they start crying, I go, I see you're crying. I see you're very sad that you threw sand today. And I see that, you know, I've got some really good news for you. I bet you don't throw sand tomorrow. I bet you play in the sandbox all day and don't have any trouble at all throwing sand. So I'm excited about tomorrow. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. But for now, no sand. So let's find something else for you to do that doesn't include sand. So oh uh, I just want like stand up. Would give you like a standing ovation. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, um, yeah. But the lion thing, yeah. I, did I answer that fully for you? Yeah. Teresa? Yeah, absolutely. Thank but you. You answered that in like yeah. eight other questions with a lot of we it. could yeah. have had with yeah. that. That just yeah. was truly yeah. Remarkable. Yeah. Um, it's, to be honest, we could keep you on the phone well past our allotted interview time and ask you questions 
for the next three days. Yeah. But. That, that be, sounds like fun. Yeah. Well, it, it probably would be a, a blast, but um, <laughs> but probably not fair to to you or our listeners. Um, so, Dr. Walther, we just want to thank you so much for coming on the show, mm-hmm. and we and thank you for writing this series of books. And we're going to link everyone up to it. And I want to encourage people to get it because. All the advice that you just heard here is echoed uh, in the books, and and there's so much more in the books. They, they like you really open it to any page, even without having a question in your mind, and go, oh, that's, that's a way better solution than storming out of the room. That, just go figure. You have both been so beautiful, and I thank you so much for your questions. It's been a real honor to chat with you today. Uh, thank you so thank much. You. We're going to link everybody up to the books. And again, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Brainwaves send a message. Pick up the Hey everyone, we're the Flop House, one of the newest additions to the Maximum Fun Podcasting Network. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. What is the Flop House, you may very well ask? We watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. A bad movie podcast? Isn't that like every fifth podcast on the internet? I'd answer that by saying, one, we've been doing this show for over seven years, long before the entire premise of our show was a cliche, and two, Shut up. Sick burn. I'd say that our show is more of a comedy podcast. A podcast about words that sound like other words. A podcast about me singing long, irritating songs like this one. (laughs) A podcast about pitches for a Ziggy comic book movie. Or discussions about sex tarps. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's a show about three friends just hanging out. And talking about ding-dongs. That's mostly used to. Wait, what? So if you like any of those things, subscribe in iTunes today or visit MaximumFun.org to follow the show. The Flophouse. She was a rock star. Yeah. I think, remember how at the beginning I said, like, they're not magic? I, I, I think, think I can take that back now. <laughs> not only we go from, like, the Tooth Fairy early on to the real, yeah. uh, the real magic. Yeah, the real magic just yes. happened on the show. Yeah, Can we just, I, we should just have her on as a third host. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Where we just blah blah blah, yeah. garbage, 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 and then <laughs> uh, comes this like voice of total reason. <laughs> swear words, swear words, kindness, uh, kindness, insightfulness. <laughs> yeah. Loving your children. Yeah. Uh, she Maybe was, she could be like a regular expert. I could have back to think, help us. I'll write a really nice letter begging her to do so. Okay. Great. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe that'll be the new segment. I have a question for yeah. an expert. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just thought she was wonderful. Yes. I, I, the books are really great. Cool. Um, so uh, thank you once again to her. Speaking of things that are really great, mm-hmm. let's have a mom have a breakdown. Great. Because that's always really great. It's great. It's great. Hey, Biz and Teresa. I am halfway through your travel episode and was really just moved to call in with a rant. (laughs) I just got to the part where Teresa was talking about how the only question about traveling is, do you want to do it? (laughs) 
I know you guys are talking about vacations, but we have to take a family trip to go to a wedding on Memorial Day weekend. And that's not one of those do you want to go situations. It's like, yeah, you have to go because it's your family. And may I just say that I don't like this side of my family. They don't like me that much. I never see them. We only do these obligatory events together. And what this involves is me and my husband and our five-and-a-half-year-old sensory processing disordered, high-functioning autistic son has to either take a, an Amtrak train or a bus from New York to D.C. Mm. and then sleep in a hotel room for one night and go to a wedding where <laughs> the expectation is your kid will probably need to be quiet and, <laughs> you know, behave themselves. And my son is so sweet and lovely and smart and adorable, but he's not great at being quiet. <laughs> he's not great at understanding the social requirements of any given situation. And I'm dreading this fucking thing. I mean, hours on the, first of all, subway to the bus, and then hours on the bus, and then the three of us in a hotel room. And I mean, I don't even know what you're supposed to do. You know, the kid goes to sleep at 7.30 at night. We're all in one hotel room. What are the two of us doing, sitting there in the dark, waiting for him to fall asleep? Can't leave the room. Not going to hire a babysitter. Anyway. Just fucking sucks. Uh, but on the bright side, um, right now we're on vacation in Florida and having a great time because we wanted to go and we did. So cheers to that. Bye. Okay. Oh, hey, that is like the first rant ever that ended on such a positive I note. Know, that was fun and unexpected. That was great. Wasn't that great? One, clearly you need to finish listening to the episode where we tell you to sit in the bathroom with, yeah. with your computer right. when your child goes to sleep. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, enjoy how your back feels the next day after sitting on a bathroom floor mm-hmm. in a hotel room, mm-hmm. traveling. Great. Two, I really... this. I, I also like this rant because I think it's a nice reminder that sometimes Teresa and I do sit in a booth and we talk about things. And, uh-huh. and then, like, we've gotten calls before. A million, a million years ago, we did the breastfeeding episode. Yeah. And we get this call that's like, hey, guys, sometimes people really enjoy breastfeeding and it's really easy to do. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot I should probably have mentioned that. Yeah. But I really like the <laughs> It's so true. It's just like sometimes we're like, yeah, this is. This is just the way it is. This is just the way it is, and it's not. Right. And, it, and it's great. It's great right. for us to be reminded of that. There's like, something... sometimes you do have to go. Sometimes you do right. have to go. Yeah. And that, you know, that it's, maybe that should be a show. Sometimes you have to uh, go. Yeah. Oh, we could do, like, that's like 90% of parenting, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes you just have to go. And, ugh, weddings and travel. Ah, oh, you're doing a great job. Yeah, good job. You're doing a great job. hmm And you know what? I hope your kids screamed through that whole wedding. Yeah. I hope you guys got your travel money worth on that mm-hmm. one. You're doing great. Teresa? Yes. What did we learn today? I felt like I learned a lot today. I feel like I learned a lot. I feel like I learned a lot. In terms of losing teeth, mm-hmm. I have learned that I have a lot to learn about that. Mm. And Biz is telling future Teresa, be prepared. You're not. You'll never be prepared. As much as you think you are prepared for the teeth being gone. I think future Teresa wants to tell Biz, some people don't care about being prepared as much as you do. (laughs) Well, I think you past Biz has been told that a number of times. It's fine. Possibly. 
Possibly, <laughs> Teresa. I, I, I got nothing really on the teeth, yeah. except except it's part of life. It's a big milestone. It's not as bad as the milestone of lying. doesn't fall into that <laughs> weird gray moral milestone that we talked about last week. This is much easier. Your teeth are falling out. Yep. Emotionally deal with that, parent and child. Um, and I kind of like, we didn't mention this in the discussion, but I kind of like the tooth fairy is just one of those non-secular, yeah. we all buy into this. I've never met anybody ever. And I know a lot on the spectrum of like, this is what I'm going to tell my kids and not tell my yeah. No one ever's like, I'm never going to tell my kid about the tooth fairy. Right. It's really yeah. a weird one. It is a weird right? one. Right? Yeah. It's not holiday related. Yeah. It's just absolutely, you lose a tooth and a tooth fairy is going to come take it and build a castle out of your teeth somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that's what I, at least that's what I tell Katie about. Let's get to the good stuff. Okay. Let's get to what we learned from Dr. Walther. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one, one big takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, patience and tone. Yeah. I got to remember that. Yeah. That's like a big one for me. I mean, the it's patience big. I get sometimes is just hard. But at least with tone, yeah. did you hear how nice she sounded when she was like she talking did. to these fictional children that yeah. she was using as examples? Yeah. I just, I know my tone is not that nice all the time. And like, and that's a hard thing. And yeah, and as a parent, I really do wrestle with that. And as soon as it's all over, I think, I should have used a different tone. Yeah. And I think that's just one of those ones, tone. It, yeah, they're it's children. big. And I think, yeah, they're children. And also I think um, she sort of touched on this, but like the idea of like, even if they're freaking out, like if you take it, if you're lower on then if you're on a lower level than they are, yeah. it helps them bring it down. Like if yeah. you, if you escalate above them it brings them it escalates Ah. them you know and like yeah just that idea of like going like whatever wherever they're at going lower yeah and like helping them in that direction it's that momming up thing it's that like where we discover that sometimes momming up is shifting from anger into humor it's like the momming up and being like i'm gonna take the deep breath that I want my child to take too. Yeah. I, from the Peg and Cat episode we just did last week yeah. where she's talking about the little child totally freaking out yeah. and taking the counting down from five. Yeah. I'm really trying to implement that with Katie Bell mm-hmm. and myself. Let's take a minute and mm-hmm. just breathe. Yeah. Um, I also... I also really enjoyed her examples of giving them like, – I'm a big believer in give the kids the power and the independence mm-hmm. and, like, help them try and see, you know, the world. But I I think the techniques are what can vary and how you do that. And mm-hmm. it's always so nice to hear somebody who's got a really good approach to it. Like, the, I am constantly like, you need to listen to me because I don't need you running out into the street and getting hit by a car. And if I tell you to stop, I need you to stop. And I just, you know, like, it's not – but for her to say, I'm going to pick you up. I want you to see how I see the world. Do you see mm-hmm. how I see mm-hmm. this much? Now let's get down. How much do you see? Mm-hmm. I thought that was, that would help me as an adult if somebody took that kind of time yeah. to explain things to me like that. Yeah. And I think we do tend to be like, oh, you're too young to yeah. understand. Just listen. Just, just listen. Just, just, just. <laughs> <laughs> So I it my I think the big takeaway is I need to have like several more children mm-hmm. so that by the last one mm-hmm. my patience and experience level will match out mm-hmm. and with that last tenth child of mine mm-hmm. that child I will be able to instill all of this mm-hmm. graciousness upon mm-hmm. right that's a really good plan it's a good plan let's get going on that yeah. <laughs> 
Everybody, everybody, new 2015 goal. Teresa. Yeah. As always, you are doing a good job. Thank you. And and you, are, yeah, I haven't said this to you in a while. I do find you inspiring. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I you, find you very inspiring. And you are doing a good job. And may I say, happy birthday. Why, thank you. Tomorrow's your birthday. Tomorrow's my birthday. Tomorrow, I am older. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have enjoyed spending this last year with you and with all of you guys. Um, and everybody, you are just doing a really good job. Yeah. Uh, we love the calls. We love the Facebook uh, comments. We love seeing you guys on Twitter. It really, it, it really is fun to see that everybody's doing a great job or that they're having a tough time. I mean, not that we don't celebrate you having a tough time. Right. But I don't mind a picture of a noodle coming out of some child's nose. Right. Reminds me, reminds me that life is normal. Right. Uh, so, everybody, you're nailing it. You're doing a good job. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener-supported.